I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning. The following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example. Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am your father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, it's Real Spoilers episode 595 as we continue down the path of movies and their misbegotten sequels this week we will tackle the good half of the equation which is 1976's bad news bears uh before we dig in let's go around the virtual table and everyone can introduce themselves this is joe this is kevin and this is tom quick shameless plugs don't forget we're available on apple podcast spotify iheart tune in wherever you find a podcast you can find us be sure and uh uh rate and review and of course subscribe while you're there so you never miss an episode the zune store what's that the zune store yes and uh um where was i at now i thought you said zoom and i was like zoom what (laughs) why are we at the zoo store yeah that's crazy (laughs) well we bought a zoo yes and facebook that's what i was gonna say you go to find us on facebook facebook.com slash real spoilers uh while you're there like the page join the group which is called the league of show sharers and if you want to support the show, the easiest thing you can do, the easiest thing you can do to support the show is just share an episode. That, how simple is that? Just share it with your friends. People who were kind enough to share it this week, Lane LeVanway, Julianne Jordan, Gabriel Lugo, Heather Sachs, Chris Williams, Chris Magic Man, Aaron Marlowe, Tammy Sherman Powers, Ralph Tribble, Matt Neglia, Ronnie Castle, and Ryan Terry. Those are Twitter people. I got yeah. to beat for not, so for not finding Twitter people. But here's the problem, Twitter people. A lot of you don't use your last name. Or you're, <laughs> or you're sharing from like a business account, which is great, but it's like... So I don't know who to actually thank. So I love uh, that though. That's great. Yeah. So if you want to share it on Twitter, you can hear your name as well. That's a nice little new feature. Yeah. So, um, but just know that, like I, you know, we want to do first and last name. So uh, if you know, if you could do that, that if there's a way to, I don't know. But a lot of people on Twitter, they don't, they don't do that. So I, I don't understand the Twitter world. <laughs> I understand it. It's like it's like I get Facebook and then Twitter, kinda, and then after that, it all just disintegrates into Snapchat. <laughs> no, that's the way. It, that's the way it works. Tit Tic Tac and yeah. No, I well, know. I guess what you don't have to worry about Tic Tac for much longer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just in time for Mark Zuckerberg's uh, 
platform yeah, to come that... out in a week. That How doesn't cool, seem weird at all. all. Yeah. What a cool no game. wonder someone wasn't pulling any ads. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I look forward to TikTok's return on January 21st, 2021. <laughs> so uh, also <laughs> don't forget, we do have a Patreon account, patreon.com slash Real spoilers were for five bucks a month. Uh, you can get all sorts of bonus content and you help us out and we greatly appreciate it. So uh, anyway, there's all that. We have a review. Oh, do oh, we? Yeah, I missed that. Well, do you want to read it? Because it's going to take forever for no, iTunes I got it. Yeah, I got my it computer. Uh, this is from KT and OT. OK, started off with their fantasy island episode and really enjoyed hearing the host bounce off one another. That was pre-COVID, I think. So we were still able to legitimately throw things across the room at each other. Now we're just True. throwing them at our screens. <laughs> yes. uh, I like the balance of the observation and working through the plot. Looking forward to checking out more. Subscribe and listen now. Awesome. So thanks. Right. Thank you. That's very nice. Yeah. Thank you both KT and OT. That's yeah. right. <laughs> that must have just popped up because I looked, I think, on Friday and it wasn't there. So. Uh, I didn't see. The date is July, the date? Six, July 16th. But the date is weird because it, the date doesn't always work because, like, they that's the date they wrote it, but it's not necessarily the date iTunes posts it. Oh. So, like, there's there can be a, a lag time, sometimes a significant lag time, so. Yeah, but see, Joe is one of those fancy Apple users, so he probably right. has early access to reviews. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> unlike us Androiders. Lamos. <laughs> yeah. So, uh... So anyway, the bad news bears. Uh, I guess let's let's dig in. This is the one of the first times that since we've been doing this uh, that I adore the movie that we're talking about. <laughs> this is this is a perfect movie. Like there's okay, I take that back. Uh, it's dated, and there's some problems with some of the uh, language. Sure, but yeah. overall, this is a perfect movie. Th- this movie is a time capsule yes it is yes yes and even though there are there are some some words uh some slurs that are used in this movie i also feel like there it's i mean at some point it's almost like kind of an edgy after school special because you're not supposed to like the fact that that's being said and and ultimately you know the the kid that that is saying tanner when he says those things yeah like he does he like he that's not where he lands eventually he, there is sort of a mini character arc that, for that kid's a little piece of crap well that's the thing is like he's a little punk ass he kid. is a oh like he's he's the what he's this he's got the napoleon complex where oh. he's constantly picking fights yeah. he's using you know language that is not okay yeah uh wasn't okay back then definitely not okay now but you know if you watch the remake with billy bob thornton the 2005 i got through i got through half of it and quit oh directed by richard linklater i'm with you i totally but like there is something that's missing and and it's it is that grit that's missing i mean it's billy bob thornton drinks non-alcoholic beer and everything's really kind of watered down like it doesn't have the bite to it that this movie does i thought they did a really good job though like it's almost a straight remake it, yeah they it's... they they don't mess with it much and i don't think it's awful it's just it doesn't it didn't really bring anything radically new to the equation so it's just kind of like no it's just wop. an updated version for yeah. people that don't want to watch an old movie right like so like katie yeah. grew up with uh, the Billy Bob Thornton version and she loves it. She had never seen the original and we watched the original together. Yeah. Uh, but she grew up with the Billy Bob Thornton one and she told me she wore out her DVD. Like, like, she, but, but that's the thing. Like, you know how it was, you know how it's hard to get kids to watch old stuff. It's, it's not like 
it's like when we were growing up, I mean, we've obviously changed now, but it's like if your parents try to get you to watch a black and white movie when you were a kid, it's not that you just don't even try, right? And so I can see why in 2000s they tried to remake this classic movie because kids didn't want to watch a 70s movie. And- also, the you know the kind of the backstory of why they made it, it makes perfect sense on tape on paper which yeah. is he was just coming off school of rock yeah well, what is bad news bears but school of rock right. right and so you know you get the 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 goofball coach who who takes this ragtag group of kids mm-hmm. and turns them into prodigies and i mean it's it's the same thing and so when they wanted to update the bad news bears i mean he on paper he's a great choice on paper oh, yep. billy bob thornton is a great choice. I think one of the mistakes they made with that movie was so. What makes Bad News Bears work? They they cast a kid that's too good looking as Kelly Leak. Yeah, I mean, I think what <laughs> what the problem is with the remake versus the original is that in the original, those are real kids. They're right. not actors, which is why you really only want only if you think about it. There's like twelve kids in that movie. Only one of them truly goes on to have a, a career in acting. Oh, I- Two of them. Who's the other? Oh, Tatum O'Neill. Okay, but she's she, she already was an actor. She already yeah. was an actor. Oh, okay. I, like, you're, you're already, saying only one person came out of this movie, yeah. right? With like, a new career, right? So yeah, sure. so Tatum O'Neill. She, I mean, she'd already won an Oscar, right? So she she was, I mean, she was their ringer on screen and off screen, yeah. right? But but among the other kids, they were all just people that they found and o- and only Jackie Earl Haley went on to have an actual career and even that was pretty spotty and yeah. and so but bad news bears they didn't hire uh, the remake they didn't bring in actor kids they brought in baseball play playing ringer kids those were all oh. those kids were really really good at baseball and so they kind of assembled a, a globetrotter type version of it. So while they weren't professional actors, they were. I mean, you can't be a professional baseball player at that age, but they well, were. Ask the Dominican Republic. Okay, but they were <laughs> they were top tier baseball players. That's, so when that's a weird like it's really hard. Like if you're as good as those kids were in right. the remake, it's really hard to be bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's not an easy feat uh, when you've been playing baseball your whole life. To have to go out there and then be like, uh, I can't figure out how to catch this ground ball. Like it's not right. natural to to totally. your instinct is to grab. It. I gotta yeah. drop this fly ball. The yeah, the, the routine I, that I've been doing a hundred times a day. And the thing is, is that you know, but probably part of the problem that they're going to run into is that in 1976, a hyper competitive little league uh, team or squad or or you know grouping. The best team would get smoked mm-hmm. by, you know, an an average little league team today because there's so much pressure on on these kids to succeed and be good that you have to be good at another level that you mm-hmm. didn't have to be back then. Because even in this movie, the really good kids, you still see them making mistakes and and bobbling a ball or like not making the right choice in the big game, you know, with you know how where they should throw the ball or whatnot you're still seeing those mistakes you well, would his dad's a jerk. i i think that like they probably felt like they almost had to bring in these kids because the quality of a little league team would be far improved over the quality of a little league team in the 70s yeah, additionally i think they were following the the template of school of rock right all those kids were were musical prodigies but it's a lot easier to find a musical prodigy who can also act 
than it is to find a baseball prodigy who can also act. Where is this in relation to Bad Santa? Uh, it came a couple years after Bad Santa. Okay, so Billy Bob is doing the creepy old man gimmick at this point. Yeah, this is like the PG version of Bad Santa. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> I don't know. Like it, it, Maybe because I love that other one so much that the Billy Bob one just does not click. Like it just has that that Hollywood sheen on it where the yeah. we've talked about that before where sometimes the remakes just like have when they remake these older movies from the 70s they have this cleaned up look and yeah this so the original one like there are times when this practically feels like an art house movie like there's lots of handheld camera work mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and ambient sound it, there are significant moments that have no musical score whatsoever that it's just it just lives in the moment and and uh but then it does these like really like funny kind of cute things but even while it's being kind of i hate to say raunchy because it it doesn't really get dirty necessarily but it definitely is you know not family friendly the only thing that's even semi-raunchy is jackie rohaley is constantly hitting on Tatum O'Neill and other women I I love I love that I love that he's like because he's at that age because he's just a little bit older than the other kids he's probably supposed to be I think in the 14 ish and so he's he is at that age where he's thinking like especially the kind of way he lives his life with the motorcycle and the smoke in and he's just kind of like yeah I'm an adult now you know it's funny like you guys refer to this as an old movie like this is my childhood like this is yeah. I was born in 1970 I was I was you know, five, almost six when this movie came out. I um so but I would have seen it on TV a few years later. So, you know, I would have seen it, you know, probably at that point by the time a movie like this gets to TV, it's probably 78 ish. But okay. uh, so I would have definitely seen the edited for TV version. But uh, but I mean, this movie is like this is what the 70s in suburbia look like this is i mean that pizza hut holy crap oh that i is, love that that gave me we because we used to have that pizza hut down the street and yeah. i've turned to katie i was like do you remember going to pizza hut first one dining in and then they looked like that red <laughs> with that the red with the fake bricks yeah and then like that oh yeah big, yeah and uh um, and they serve beer. Like I remember mm-hmm. the Pizza Hut serving. I was like, I totally forgot Pizza Hut used to have yep. beer. When they, and it was, <laughs> yeah, like it looked like a swingers club. I mean, it like really that, did. That, that like, Pizza it, Hut like, looked like something from a, like a porno. How would set. you know what that looks like? Don't yeah. worry about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> his from investigations, the research. his investigations take him all sorts of places. It's just an occupational hazard. But, yes, but could right. you imagine, uh, like nowadays? All you do is order a pizza, either pick it up or get it delivered. The fact that you used to go dine in to a Sit pizza down, place. And there was a jukebox and like video Maybe games. some arcades. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was a thing when your parents on a Friday night were like, let's yeah. go to Pizza Hut. Because I used to as a kid too. My mom would take me to Pizza Hut. I remember yeah. this brought back all those memories where I had completely just erased it from my And you know how I, we've, I don't know we talk about it tons, but it's come up on the show before how I'm a weird eater, right? Yeah. I didn't yeah. like pizza. Like I didn't I like I mean I love pizza now, but I didn't actually start eating and enjoying pizza until I was probably like about thirteen. Oh. And so when we went to Pizza Hut, I would always order spaghetti. They used to serve spaghetti and that's what I would get whenever oh. we went to Pizza Hut. I was the weird kid. They do that now like, still. They, do, they, they just, just brought it they back. Just, yeah. Oh, did they? they yeah. Just, like, they brought it back where you can get like a two for 
20 or something. I don't know. There's like big pasta dishes you can get now. Yeah. There. Well, spaghetti, the cost on that to Pizza Hut is like a nickel. So the <laughs> <Right>. markup's <laughs> crazy They charge high. you 15 bucks for it. Yeah, and they just use move, the sauce like. that's they left over in the can for the pizza. Like it's, there's no, it's all, it's just, it's, it's all remnants is what. Yeah. They're just like, I just throw it together. Yeah. Yeah, But, um, but anyway, like, and I, and I will say like, I mean, growing up in the seventies in suburbia, like I, I, you know, like I, I knew kids like Kelly leak. I knew kids like Tanner. I was a kid like Ogilvy. (laughs) 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 Or maybe, maybe lupus. Maybe I was closer to lupus, but, but, uh, but I mean like those archetypes you see, I think because they went and got real kids and then the director would, uh, would pay the kids to ad lib because he wanted it to like sound like kids and so hmm. like he would give a, the kid who had the best ad lib like at the end of the at the end of the day he'd give him a dollar and wow and so like there's certain Sweet. lines like when uh when Ahmed gets gets popped in the package and they're like <laughs> he needs a stretcher and the one kid is i forget uh is like a stretcher for his balls like that's <laughs> that's an ad lib that's one of the kids just said such that. a great such a great line and he that got a dollar like backfire i get wanting to get some dialogue like that but if you have 10 kids all trying to ad lib when you're making a movie that just sounds like a nightmare you know and there might have been times where he's like you know no we're not Stick doing to the script. scene especially <laughs> when there's all, you know scenes where there's all 10 on screen could you imagine 10 of them yelling out different right. rhyme things <laughs> yeah <laughs> But uh, this is the this I will say this is the movie that made me fall in love with Tatum O'Neill. Like I was, I saw this when I was her age. Yeah, and it was just I was like, "Yep." That's- she there's an interview where she says she's like, "I have so many people like men that come up to me that are my age that are just like." I was so in love with you. Yeah, yeah, this, and this is the first time I saw her. Like I hadn't, I hadn't seen Paper Moon. I didn't see any of that stuff. Yeah. But like watching her pitch, I I felt like. Uh, was it the remake? It was this one where the kid's like, I think I just entered puberty. Oh, no, it's the remake. It's the remake, yeah. Where I was just like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. I totally get it. She like, was an adorable kid. She, she and a good was. actress. And I mean, She's and, fantastic in this movie. Yeah. And as good as she is in this, if you haven't seen Paper Moon, I cannot recommend it highly enough. It's one of my all-time favorite movies. And, and, uh, and she is amazing in that movie. Everything yeah. about that movie is amazing. But... Um, but anyway, the, but this movie was a juggernaut. It made thirty-two million dollars, which adjusted for inflation uh, would be a hundred and forty-four million dollars today. On so, what? On I think the budget was two. Uh, I think it, it was like nine f- on Wiki. Really, I thought it was that seems low or high rather. I thought it was lower than that. Yeah, especially I mean, who for, did, they weren't paying anybody. They paid two people. I know I guess that Vic Morrow, but. I know that uh, I wonder if they're backing out like the point deal or something, because I know that Walter Matthau and Tatum O'Neill had points on it. But yeah, uh, I don't know. I just that's just a Wikipedia. I don't have a budget on IMDb that I can see. But yeah. Well, but, either uh, way, that's ridiculous. And it deserved yeah, every dollar of it. Totally. It's uh, but yeah, like this this movie was a beast. And it's, is this uh, is this the first like kids sports movie? Um. Like that definitely that that was a that became a thing in my Probably era after this movie. You yeah. know, like that was a huge thing in like my Mighty era. Ducks, Mighty Ducks, and yeah. um, ba- Little Big League, Little Big League, Little, little Giants. Giants. There's that, that you know, soccer one. Yeah, like there. Um, 
I think it might be. Like, I really don't. The big green. I really don't remember anything. Nothing's jumping out at me that predates this that's about kids' sports like this. But I also think that organized kids' sports like this was still a relatively recent phenomenon. Like oh, you, sure, sure. You know, if you think, I mean, if think about the the kids' movie about baseball team that takes place in the in like what the fifties or sixties, the Sandlot, right? It's sure. the title of the movie. It's a Sandlot. They're right. not on a. It's a. It's this just is, a. Pick, it's a pickup. It's a pickup. It's a pickup team. game that kids are having. So like the the idea of organized sports was was a relatively recent. F- you know, phenomenon. It was, and it prob- seems like it was maybe like a, a rich kid thing because you look at the kids from the Sandlot; they're just like jeans and t-shirts, and yeah. that's about it. Then they I think play originally, the kid with uniforms. Yeah, I think originally, it, it, you know, as it began, it, it, it was, and then it as it got more popular, it it kind of it it broadened its reach. But I think initially, you know, and there was probably you know parents parenting was very different back then. I mean, you, you ain't lying. It, you even see it in this movie, not just the guy like smacking his son, but like the parents like you you never really hardly even see these kids parents and like they get dropped off and then the parents leave and then maybe they'll come to a game like that's that that's pretty that was pretty normal back then. Whose dad is that in the beginning? I can never it's not Lupus's. Is it Lupus's dad? No, you're talking about the the mayor, the lawyer, the lawyer, the lawyer. Um. Who I mean, like that kid's dad's like, we gotta do it for the kids. He's like, all right, see you later. Right. They just call them by their last names a lot of times, so yeah. it's hard to like that. Whitewood is the the mayor, so, so he's just one of the he's just one of the dads, but he's the dad that put it all together. Yeah, Toby Whitewood would that be? okay? And then, but he's just like, we gotta do it for the kids, and it's really important. But then he just dumps everything off on uh, Walter Matthau. Sure. But then we don't see him right. again until he's like sitting in the stands. But yeah, it was just there. They were a bunch of latchkey kids, you know. They're just like, go. Um, I got. I got to go play baseball now. So he's a city councilman. Bob yeah. Whitewood was like, because I knew he was some kind of a yeah. government thing. So, but he so, sued. Like that's the deal. It's like he sues so that he, he can put a team together for his kids. Unless, unfortunately, he gets a, you know, he gets the Bears, not exactly <laughs> the the team that he was hoping. Well, for, Well, you can even tell the Bears are kind of the outcast because every other team in the league is named after an MLB team. Yeah, right. You got like the right? Yankees and the Athletics and, yeah. and the Cardinals and then, and then the Bears. And, <laughs> and then you get the Bears. And so like you know, they're the only one that's not named after a after a major league baseball team. Right. And and, and I know where where I grew up, I don't know if it's like this everywhere but where I grew up, uh that was kind of the difference in the little leagues in terms of quality. Like if you were in a league where your teams were named after MLB teams, then you were in the really good one, and yeah. if if you were playing on like the Devils, then you, <laughs> then that's the team I was. Oh, we're named right? after a hockey team. Damn it! Right, <laughs> and so, but yeah, so the, if if somebody's like, oh yeah, I'm in Little League, my son, you know, I play for the Yankees. You're just like, oh, you're in the real Little League. Oh, you're not. In- <laughs> Your kid's pretty good. Right. I you're played in like- I played in CYC, so that we all were just you know a bunch of Catholic kids playing playing baseball. They, just, they wouldn't let us play against the other kids. They just made us play against each other. Crusaders and the... Let's yeah. talk about uh, Walter Matthau here. He is so perfect in this role. Like, what a great grump. He plays that perfect... Obviously, that would follow him to several roles in his career. I mean, that was kind of his his bread and butter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, he's, the, he's the grump with the heart of gold. 
yeah, he's so good in this role and at times, you know, getting to be where you just hate him because he's such a jerk. And uh, from the moment he pulls up and he's just like, he just doesn't want to be there. He's got his beer and he's dumping his whiskey, <laughs> bourbon my, into his. It's one of my favorite things. He's like, he dumps out half the beer and then pours yeah. like bourbon or whiskey into the, yeah. into the beer can just so we can get a double shot. Yeah. He, he, he was the third choice for this role. Who, are the who, other else, who else was it? They uh, they offered it to Steve McQueen. Okay. And then they offered it in a radically different direction, Warren Beatty. Oh. Both of those would not yeah. have worked. I could see Steve McQueen, and I think Warren I think Beatty, Warren Beatty could have done it. I, I, I think Warren Beatty, it becomes a much more slicker film. It becomes, it gets more of a sheen to it, and it's more of a feel-good, family-friendly yeah. thing. I don't Steve, think... War- Steve McQueen, I, you know what I'm thinking about it. Steve McQueen could have could be like almost like Tom Hanks in a league of their own. Yeah. Cause I could see that for sure. Yeah. I just don't see Warren Beatty pulling this movie off, but I, but again, it's hard to imagine anybody other than Walter Matthau. He's, he's so good. And, and he's great because he's, he helps this movie. It doesn't shy away from its uglier moments. You know, when, when he's yelling at the kids or passed out on the field or, uh, and it's interesting the way it plays in, in both eras, because, like I feel like that scene of him passed out drunk on the field back in the day was played was almost like it was for laughs. Ha, oh, it ha, was. Ha. For, I think it was for and, laughs. And now it's more just like, ooh, this guy's <laughs> this guy needs some help of his own. And but it it still works, yeah. right? Like yeah. it's still like it works on. They didn't play it so like Otis the town drunk that you can't read it the other way. Like it's and that's where that kind of art house vibe that it gets really benefits itself and, and helps this movie age because you never get the feel that they're endorsing some of this behavior. They're just um they're just documenting it. You know? Yeah. Right, right, right. That's I, I also think it's just we talk about it, it being a, a, a movie of the times and I just feel like that kind of behavior was more accepted. Yeah. It's just like well, sure. yeah, yeah, he's just, you know, drinking with the kid you know, I think you you see it in Mad Men as well. Like there's a scene in like the first season of Mad Men where Don Draper is putting together, uh, uh like a, a clubhouse for his kids, yeah, and he's spending more time just getting sloshed than yeah. putting and and January Jones who plays his wife is just kind of like yeah that's all right like it it's just you, it's, it's very it's just a different version of life back then where it's just like I guess he's just gonna get hammered while he's putting together that that clubhouse or teaching the kids to swing a bat. Totally. I mean, like, there's a there's a part where Engelberg is like, you can't have open liquor in the car. <laughs> like that needed to be said because that 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 was pretty new and not in every state. There were still states that didn't ban it. So, I it, mean, yeah, you know, like that. Then nobody. And there's 10 kids piled into a. Uh, a convertible with the top down, no sitting on the belts. back. I mean, there's. I I know that they could never do that today because of safety purposes. But don't you just love seeing a movie where the driving in a car is not green screen? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they followed him around driving in a car. Those kids were in a car. Those kids were on a motorcycle. I just mean, I, I mean, I know it's selfish and obviously safety is important. But when you see a movie and they actually filmed it as opposed to the Ricky right. and Lucy driving with the, yeah. the thing moving behind <laughs> them. Not only were the kids on motorcycles, they were kids on a motorcycle with no helmets. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. They, they, he's definitely wearing a helmet in the remake. Right. Yeah. But but I will say they also they do that in the remake is they've got those kids in the car and he's you know, I'm sure that they're 
he's not driving and it's a safety they're on a, thing. They're but, on a trailer or Right, something. exactly. Yeah. And then Lupus falls out of the car, which yeah. I thought was funny, but... Um, yeah, don't lean against the door. Don't lean against the door. And then all of a sudden, hey, where'd he go? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so just going to get into it. Uh, Walter Matthau, you know, this, the movie opens with Walter Matthau's character pulling up uh, to a Little League uh, field, and he's, he's you know, he gets the money from... Uh, which I guess was illegal. Like he was being paid to coach when I don't think it's illegal. I, no. It's just shady. And it shows that like this guy sued to get this team created. Yeah. And there wasn't really much of a demand and he couldn't even be bothered to do it himself. So like it was just he wanted to win a fight, but he didn't oh, want to sure. do any of the work. Yeah. That makes sense. I just thought like he, he paid off a guy. And I don't think they want the kids to know. It was for the kids that they weren't. They're trying to image it to the kids is like we went and got this guy who was used to be a professional baseball player and you're going to be amazing. And really what he got was a guy who was a professional baseball player for about 45 seconds and yeah. he was a town drunk. And <laughs> yeah, and they got and now a, he's and a pool had, cleaner and they and they had to pay him to do it. You know right. what I mean? So he gets there and he, he's watching. He's like, all right, let's go practice, I guess. So they had to basically the thing is they had to add on an extra team because all the other teams were full. They wouldn't take these kids that they didn't want on their teams. And so it's not like they put them a couple of them each on one of the existing teams. No, they had to right. make up a team, meaning there's no equipment for them. There's no team names Uniforms, that aren't chosen. Yeah. It's the leftovers. These kids got all the, the, you know, there's nothing for them. There was no planning to have this team. No. Uh, so they get out there, they're starting to play, and it's very apparent that they suck. <laughs> there is not a single uh, good player on this team. They're just a bunch of kids. Would you say it's bad news? I would say they are very much bad news. <laughs> uh, I love that he starts... Uh, he, well, I don't know how he starts it on the... Oh, he bunts the ball. Like He's he's hitting balls to kids, and they they cannot get it together. They can't do anything. Uh, and he bunts a ball. This is one of my favorite scenes. He bunts a ball, yeah. and nobody moves. <laughs> And he looks at the catcher, who is a heavier set Engelberg. kid. Engelberg. Engelberg. And he was like, that's your ball. Engelberg's like, the other one that's just the worst. Man, Engel Engelberg is the, I don't know. I He comes off more just like a dope Oh, like just he a big, is so annoying. Kid. He is that. I what? Oh, you go do this. I don't. Blah, blah, blah. Oh my god! I'm like, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> so he he he. You know, he walks up. He gives uh, Walter Matthau a bunch of guff about going to get the ball. This is a great it. script. That whole interaction. Yeah. That whole thing where he's like. He's like, keep you on your toes and whatever. Like he, he's like the catcher goes and gets the ball. But why didn't you tell me? Well, it's the element of surprise. And the, the script of this movie is really tight. Which why when we get to Bad News Bears go to Japan, I'm a little mystified seeing as Especially, the screenwriter came back to write it. Yeah, like the that that's really surprising that they bring him back, and it's so that's not bad. a baseball movie. We'll but get to not. it, but it's not a but, but the script, yeah. the dialogue in this movie is so it's good. This great. Is, this is a really tight script, and it's funny and well-written. And so anyway. Joe, do you know the the other? This guy's written, I think, I think he wrote three screenplays that I can think of. This one, Bad News Bears Go to Japan. Do you know the other one he wrote, Joe? Bad News Monster Bears. Monster Squad. Yeah. Om almost as good. <laughs> I have no idea. He wrote the thing. He wrote the John the Carpenter version. Yeah, he wrote no that. Way. That's well. That's okay. Look, if we're gonna talk about the thing versus Monster Squad, that's not really but a contest. I th I think the difference is why this is this one is so much better is that he um 
like this was a passion project for him. So this is uh, this is Burt Lancaster's son, and he I think he had polio and he couldn't walk. And then like part of his getting better was the 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 therapy was for him to go join like to play sports. And mm. I don't think he enjoyed it. And you know this mm. this whole thing is kind of a you know it really is very much uh, excoriates. Uh, Little League Baseball and competition with kids. I mean, no, none of the children are enjoying playing baseball. And, no, and my, no. and we'll get to it. But in my opinion, there's one good scene, and and Bad News Bears go to Japan, and it, and and when we get there, I'll explain why I think it's the only good scene in the movie. But interesting. It, but you better but, save um, it because there's not a lot to talk about. There is <laughs> not. But but no, none of the kids really seem to enjoy baseball all that much. I, see, I kind of disagree. I th- I feel like once Kelly and Amanda, they enjoy like, one, one, winning, but they don't enjoy baseball. Oh, see, I never. I, so at least with Amanda, I felt like who is Tatum O'Neill. Amanda's she, only playing baseball because she wants him to be her dad. Yeah, that's that's true. But I don't know. I guess I felt like once she gets in there and start like when. Uh, yeah, I think she uh, enjoyed it by I th- when she strikes out. I the, think the, that the, like she I think she enjoys winning. I think she enjoys the other kids on the team and the camaraderie. But I don't think that she has. I don't think any of them have any great love of baseball. Like that's you know what fair. I mean? Like left to their own devices. I don't think any of them would be there. Well, we and we know Amanda wouldn't be there, right? You know, you know I mean, I feel seemed... like I mean, what about Ahmad who loves uh, like okay, Ahmad seems to you know, but but even then, it's like you know, he enjoys the he enjoys the black athletes who have succeeded at the highest levels. Like that's great representation, and that and you know he he and you know so he has passion for those role models because especially back then a black kid wouldn't have had a lot in in pop culture right sure, and sure. so um so he enjoys that even and so in his mind base, baseball is the path to that but i mean i think you could make the argument i mean you know they're still there doing it so maybe but none of them ever seem to really come to baseball just for a love of baseball they all seem to have some underlying motivation as to why they're playing baseball. It's a good point, though, because to, to elaborate on that, if any of the kids really loved it, they would practice and be better. Like they are so right. bad with zero skill, they could play catch, they could hustle. They, they they really do show that they have no dedication to wanting to get better. It does almost seem like all their parents were like, "You're going to get out there and play sports," and they dropped them all off. Yeah. Right. Well, it's, it's, so it's, get... it's that's the difference with the Sandlot, right? Like those kids from yeah. the Sandlot, those kids could play. They love right. baseball. They and love they, playing they, baseball. Yeah. If you're playing a pickup game, you're there because you want to be. And, right. And little league, not so much. And I think that was part of what the screenwriter was was kind of tapping into from his own experiences is that there were a lot of kids that were there because they were told to be. I was one of them, right? Like, I mean, I did not with the screenwriter, but but I mean, this you know, <laughs> this aspect, like, I was made to go play sports. There was just this mentality T-ball. of, like, this is what you're right, T-ball, and this is what you do. You, you draw, Your kid goes and does this, even if your kid has no interest or, you know, ability and and that that's what the bears are for the most part. They're kids that are either disinterested or they're just like, sure, if that's what you want, I'll go do it. But they don't really have skills. They don't really have great passion. They're just doing it because that's where their par- if their parents had dropped them off 
at the ballet studio, they'd be taking ballet right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess it's weird. Like, for me, it wasn't a matter of, like, I don't want to do that. It was just part of life. Yeah. Like, you played baseball in the spring, you played soccer in the in the fall, and then maybe something in the winter. And, and I think that's what a good chunk of this team is. They don't hate baseball, but they, it's just the parent, you know. Yeah, it's just baked in. The parents are like, "This is what you do. You're playing baseball this year. Okay, yeah, you're I'm you're eight. Baseball. What are you, <laughs> you going to do? You know? Yeah. So we should say the team. Um, <clears throat> reading off Wikipedia here, uh, <laughs> the team is uh, comprised of a nearsighted pitcher who is Stein. Stein, yeah, Rudy Stein. Who I gotta, t- I got, I gotta tell you, when they bring these kids back for part three. They got them at the most awkward points of their life in <laughs> yeah. part three. The half, half of them they brought back. Good yeah. Lord. Yeah. So you've got an overweight catcher, Engelberg, a foul mouth shortstop, which is, uh, who is that little jerk kid that we were talking about? Tanner. Tanner. Okay. Um, an outfielder, uh, Ahmad, who dreams of being Hank Aaron. Uh, him running up, him running away. Like, where where did Ahmad go? Yeah. And he's like, he took his clothes off and ran up into a tree. And I was just, at first I was like, hmm, that's problematic. But okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but he has a good reason. <laughs> no, he yeah. does. Once once you get to the reason yeah. why, you're like, oh, okay, I get it. Two non English speaking Mexican immigrants, which I thought that was a hilarious moment in the beginning and, when <laughs> and both those kids they had to teach them how to speak Spanish. Neither of them. <laughs> oh no way. <laughs> they, they, yeah, they're both like they're, they're both. So I mean, good. they're American. They grew up in America. Like they like. Yeah, they they had to teach them phonetically oh, man, that's how to hilarious. speak Spanish. That's great when he goes when he tells everyone, "Okay, just get out to the field. I don't care. Go play wherever you want to play." And they're just sitting there. And then the <laughs> yeah. the little smart kid is like, he's like, uh, "They don't speak." I English. think I think my my dad says that they're Mexicans. They don't speak English, and they're just staring at him. That's a great moment <laughs> that requires no dialogue. But those two kids staring at him. Yeah, that that smart kid is the the son. Oh, is he the, the son, son of the? That's the okay. yeah, the smart kid that is like you know. There's stats yeah, there's a smart blonde. Okay. There's a smart blonde kid that kind of looks like Tanner. And, yeah, and that's Tob- that's, that's Toby the Whitewood. Son. The son. Okay. To- yes. yeah, that's that's Toby. And okay. then the other smart kid that does all their stats is Ogilvy. Oh, and that's yes. Ogilvy. Yeah. Okay. So then you've yeah. got yeah, you've got Ogilvy, who's like the nerd that has all the stats, and you've got Lupus, who's the kid that doesn't really talk and really gets and gets bullied by the other kids. And the then, booger eating moron. The booger eating moron. Yeah. Well. <sighs> Doesn't say moron, but yeah, all right. oh, <laughs> no, he man. does. He does calls he? him other things, but he calls him a booger eating moron. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I, I thought he used the R word. No, I'm no sure that, that he does. Well, that's in the new movie, and that's what I didn't even get to say. But my my point with the new movie was it's it's such a dated movie that even though they replaced all those other bad words in the new movie, they call him the <laughs> R word, which is now you could never say. So you have to take these movies for what they are at the time, and it doesn't mean that it was okay then, but yeah. it was true to socially acceptable it was just true to, to the use time. those words, right yes. if they didn't right. then it wouldn't feel as authentic so while they're not uh endorsing it or saying it's a good thing they did make the kids feel authentic at the time yes. because it's yes. just like how kids used to say that's gay or that you know that's just right. it was the vernacular at the time mm-hmm. and that's why you know it's not said now but these were different times so you just have to you have to take it for what it is is the whole point right so okay, so back into the movie. So they're just horrible. They can't do anything. The whole beginning, first third of the movie is just Walter Stein can't. Yeah, Stein's your pitcher, and he can't pitch. Like he, they are the they are the worst. Yeah. Um, it's just a bunch of gets, montages, like a bunch of clips of them trying to field the ball, and it goes past them, and they can't. They don't know how to put their glove in front of it. They don't know how to catch a ball. They don't know how to throw a ball. It's just, and it's really yeah, funny. Fine. Finally, Walter Matthau's like, "All right, I'm you know the first game against the Yankees, who's like the best team in the league." <laughs> 
uh, with a coach by Vic Morrow. And Vic, that's Vic Morrow, right? Yeah. Yes. He, like, he has a hard job here because when we get to the scene where he's throw, where, like, his son is throwing at kids, mm-hmm. like, he's not, he, he didn't pull a, a, a Johnny from uh, Karate Kid mm-hmm. where he's like, sweep the leg. Right, like the kid got pissed and threw at another kid, and he got pissed at his own son. Mm-hmm. So, like, did he go too far with his reaction? Yes. Does he have a right to be mad at his own kid? Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, a he's tough... even, he even he even says he's like he could have hurt somebody. Yeah. No, he does show the even though he's been a jerk this whole time and win 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 when he starts to lose, you really see him. I mean, I know we're jumping way ahead, but you you start to see him him break he gets he's getting so mad at the kids and and yeah. he was like all you know he was fine he seemed like he was fine because everyone was winning and doing fine the whole movie and all their other games and then he really treats these kids like garbage when they start losing and it shows right. how and, competitive he is and he's not there just to have fun and so and, and in regards to like you know his reaction to the kid yeah the kid shouldn't have done that but the kid didn't do that in a vacuum, right? Like the kid no, did sure, that sure, sure, because sure. because the dad has this win at all cost mentality. Yes. Don't ever lose. That like, well, this is. I mean, if that's the natural consequence of something like that. If that's your mentality and that's what you push, then this is what the kid does. Oh, now there's a line. Well, yeah, look right, at right, look right, at him right. outside of baseball. So throughout the movie, he's picking on. Which one is it, Lupus? He's picking on they're bullying these other kids yeah. anytime they see them outside of the baseball diamond. Right. And that is another consequence. Like Tom said, when you teach people to win at all costs and, and you and you treat them like crap because you know that whenever this kid didn't pitch right or whatever you didn't see off screen, but you can infer that he just wailed on him and and uh kicked him while he was down and and like beat him into being a better baseball player instead of encouraging it with positivity and all that so you've created a monster so to speak he's created this bully that's gonna not only be aggressive on the field but it's gonna be aggressive to other kids and not treat them well and be crappy to people and and it is his fault certainly and i think he probably had that realization once he took it too far it it was a little bit of reflection where like joe said he did his thinking was in the right place but then he also realized that he goes way too far that it was because of him that they're there and and you know he's starting to lose people that he loves and cares about because he's being viewed as the monster really that's created all these other monsters and i gotta tell you Greg Kinnear as this character was perfect casting. That's great casting. Like Greg yeah. Kinnear as always comes off as like a smug bag. <laughs> and like you know, like that undercurrent mm-hmm. where he you know, he's nice to to a certain point, but you know deep down he's a prick. Yeah. My it's only like complaint a- about Greg Kinnear and is that he's really good at comedy and so sometimes he's still kind of has a lightness about him sure. that mm-hmm. Vic Morrow did not have. Vic no, Morrow he, is Vic like, Morrow had an edge. No pun a intended. Serious, <laughs> yeah, he's a serious actor. He's a tough guy, and that when he's getting mad at those kids, like it's a little scary. Where Greg yeah. Kinnear doesn't, I, he never really rises to that level of scariness. <laughs> when, yeah. In the remake, when he's talking to Billy Bob Thornton, he's like, I mean come on by and to the Subaru dealership. And he gives like the little <laughs> slogan at the end. So you're, you're totally right, Tom. So I anyway, like they, it though. It, I, I don't know. I, no, I, I, yeah. did, I, I didn't like that movie. Yeah. I couldn't even huh. get through it because it just didn't click for me. You've but got too much love for the original. Or I, that, that's probably true. Yeah. I didn't, I, I saw the original movie when I was a kid and 
the way they talked, the things they said went over my head. I was too young to understand them. So I was watching it through a fresh, fresh perspective, but I hadn't seen it enough to where I have any great love for it. I, I oh, it was so wonderful. It's a really enjoy- top five baseball movies of all time. Wow. For me, it's really enjoyable. And I liked it a lot and especially understanding it more. Now uh, I really appreciated Walter Matthau and everything, but I didn't have enough love to where when I saw the Billy Bob Thornton version, I was like, Oh, this isn't as good to me. I was like, this is kind of a perfect, shot for shot remake it's a, basically it, just a modernization yeah. but anyway yeah. so with more with more boobs right so okay <laughs> yeah. so he goes to uh find amanda who's his pseudo daughter because he dated the mother for a few years i, I will say this to finish on that scene with the with the bunt where oh uh, yeah. the catcher picks it up and throws it and hits and hits his windshield yeah and then they immediately go to the windshield and the catcher's like you can't blame me for that <laughs> and i was like oh you little punk because that kid, <laughs> yes, I, <laughs> yes i can blame Angle you for that you like, threw the ball like, uh, but right, so yeah. now he's looking for Amanda, uh, and she's like selling maps. I thought she was selling maps mm-hmm. to the stars, which yeah. is the way I always. But they're yeah. in Iowa. No, they're not. No, they're, they're in L.A. Yeah. Oh man, I could have sworn somebody said they were in Iowa, and I was like, why no. the hell was she selling maps no. to the stars in yeah, Iowa? Yeah, no, they're in Los Angeles. Okay, that makes more sense. Um, and he kind of gives her some. Uh, he manipulates her a little bit. Oh, where yeah. he just kind of says, like, you know, you probably don't have. Oh, I guess it's on the second. That's yeah, when he comes back. But and anyway. she basically says, she's like, I'm a girl. Like, I, I don't want to do this. I don't want to play baseball. And he's like, okay, like, you know, she kind. She's like, I want to be do ballet and I want to model and I want to do this. And I was like, yeah, you could do all of that stuff. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> if you don't want to play ball. And but as so far as being leaves. socially acceptable, you understand, especially at that time where she's coming Back from. Back then, she was come on. she was raised as a little boy to play baseball by him, and she's now getting to this age where she wants to do these girly things. But she also seeks his approval because she doesn't have a father figure, so she's willing to cave at the opportunity to get him back into their lives, her and the mother's right. life. So she she it's she's torn between those two things. She you you clearly see how she's moved on, but also that desperate attempt for validation and sure. that relationship. So he she says no and he kinda he leaves uh defeated uh, the the team gets worse and oh, this is the first time we see Kelly. Like Kelly you, gets picks up a ball. And you know I one do, of the, you know one of the things it's like that makes Walter Matthau's character likable, but also infinitely complex is that like on the one hand he's like just so blatantly manipulating this girl yeah. that you're just like what a d bag. But on the flip side, he gets paid the same whether this team wins or not. Right. Right. So right. he could just phone it in and he'll get the same. Mm-hmm. And he does for a while. And But he he wants to win. He and, and and he wants to win at least at the beginning on behalf of those kids. And then that'll shift. And oh, see, shift. I think so. I disagree. I think he wants to beat Vic Morrow. OK, he that's, does not. That's yeah, but by the end of it, it, he cares about. But, the but kids. that does shifts. Yeah. yeah. By the end, he does. No, by the end, he does. But like him going to recruit Amanda and to recruit oh, Kelly, I see. like is he yeah. wants to beat that. He wants to beat the Yankees. Sure. And he doesn't care how he does it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we I do love that we see in the beginning of the season, like Kelly Leak is driving around on the uh, field, brand new field in the with the motorcycle. And they're just trying to chase him down. And he's just, you know, being being a street kid um and then somebody picks up a ball or he's standing the, like off to the side and he throw he chucks a ball it's almost like the same scene from a league of their own where the black woman picks up a ball and 
throws a you know 90 mile an hour fastball to gina davis and she's you know it's like yeah i'm really good at this game but i can't play yeah so kelly leak does the same thing where he launches a ball from like center field and walter Matthau's like who the hell is Whoa. that kid and he's like that's kelly leak and they're just like oh he's the best athlete in town <laughs> he's the best athlete in town and can you okay it's, could you imagine a 13 12 year old kid or whatever in a movie smoking a cigarette for a movie oh. <laughs> like I they mean, and, smoking and like a not, real it's, it's c- not a, it's not a fake cigarette no either. it's like they it's no. like this kid is a little badass driving a motorcycle and he smokes okay jack you're a haley here's a cigarette light it up yeah he's like don't worry my career will be based around this cigarette uh <laughs> yeah. smoke up johnny yeah so walter Matthau goes back to amanda and manipulates her pretty much big time where he yeah. kind of reverse psychology, basically, where he says, you know what? You're fine. Don't your curveball is probably terrible anyway. Don't worry about it. And she kind of says she's like, my curveball is 12 to six. It's got like a six inch drop. And he was like, bullshit, bull. Uh, so they start playing catch. And then she's Walter Matthew kind of says, look, I'll pay for the modeling. I'll pay for the ballet. But you got to You got to pitch. And she was like, fine. And she agrees. Of course, she comes on the field and uh, Ogilvy is just like, no way. Girls can't play baseball. And then she throws a she ball at throw. him. She could throw. Yeah. She must have so practiced. Thing is it, like that, because it was there's all a, in There's a mechanic thing that is not – it's not uh, – like being a pitcher is all about mechanics, mm-hmm. right? Like there's just a th- – and that's not something – you can just do. No, she must have practiced. Like she, yeah, she because had to. It was in camera. I was waiting to see if there were a bunch of cuts or whatever, but you see her all in camera throw that ball, and her pitches yeah. look great. Yeah, she's, she. they brought in a coach, and she learned how to do yeah. it. They they also said that there's a lot of bad pitches that well, are sure. on the cutting room floor. <laughs> but I but, love that, uh, that when she does, what's in the movie, it, she yeah. can really pitch. And it, One of the things yeah. I love is if you watch some watch a baseball movie and they you know the, the dramatic home run if you watch like the initial swing you can tell them like that's not a home run that's that's that that came off the top of the bat like that's, yeah toy. that's not going out of the park that's going into the pitcher's hands yeah. that's where that one's going um so then so meanwhile we should jump to kelly is just chilling on the bleachers at one of the practices smoking a cigarette and the Vic Morrow comes over and he's like, "Well, the date, the date thing happened. Oh, did that right? Okay. Like, he, yeah, they. So, well, she tries Amanda to enlist him. Tries to enlist him in playing ball, and they say, like, look, you can beat me in this if you air beat me in this game of pool, air hockey. Yeah. yeah, you're right. It's air hockey. If I, you know, Amanda says, if I win, you play ball. If you win, we can go on a date. And he was like, "Cool, let's do and it." She just, you see her cut to the scene. She's walking to the car. She's like, <laughs> "That is a that's a brilliant cut." Yeah. It is right, like you don't see the game; no. you just see her walking back to the car. Says everything, dejected, defeated, right. defeated, and then he she gets in the car and she's like, "I don't want to talk about it." And he's like, "I'll see you tomorrow night." And yeah. Walter Matthau's like, "What are you? What's tomorrow night?" She's like, "Oh, we're just going to the Stones concert." Oh my god! Like, no, that, no, and that's you're an, not. <laughs> and that's another great scene between the father figure and the daughter. So he's been out of her life for all this time, but he's just like. What concert? Oh, look, you know, 11-year-olds don't go to rock concerts, and it's the Stones. And, well, he better not get handsy or whatever that whole conversation is. It's great. It's it's so There's well even, written. Even, the other line that I love is where Amanda gets hit in the chest with, like, a baseball. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, I don't have much there, but what's there doesn't feel good. That's a great line. Like, that's a fantastic line. See, like, I remember, I, I've hardly seen this movie, but there are lines that I can just remember because they're yeah. that memorable and the script is so good. 
It's so good. Uh, so right. So she loses it. Is Kelly sitting at the field and Vic Morrow comes up and is just busting his balls. Like he's like, get out of here. You don't belong here. And then finally he's like, cool, I'm playing. Yeah. Oh yeah. And at that, that point. That turns everything, that turns everything around. Yeah. Like the, the bad news bear starts winning because they've got this all-star pitcher and this all-star center, all-star fielder. Yeah. Because he's and playing hitter. everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and we didn't mention the number in that first game that the Bears lose. It's like 20 to nothing. It was 26 to zero in the first <laughs> inning. The Bears didn't even get to bat yet. That's how bad they are. And <laughs> it, that gives a, an idea as to the scumbaggery of... That the uh, coach wouldn't be like, yeah, let's... He was... Well, no, even Vic Morrow's like, don't, don't, don't quit. Like, you got to teach him some resolve. You got to teach him some Well, for two things, right. I mean, in, in a little league game, once it gets to 10 or something, the coach should be like, all right, let's start getting out on purpose or whatever. You know, let's turn it over. Let's right. not, you know, it's a, it's for fun. It's little league. And then he doesn't do that. And then he's like, well, they're going to call the game in 15 minutes anyway. Don't be quitters. <laughs> yeah. He, <laughs> and even Walter Matthau, this is the moment you see some heart yeah. with him where he's like, no, you know what? We're not going to admit, let these kids get yeah. trounced any more than they have to be. Yeah. And that is a tough game. call to make though. Cause you don't want to teach them to be quitters. And sometimes you don't win, which this movie will <laughs> drive home. Brilliant. But, so good. But, uh, but, but at at some point too, like you're just just destroying people's self esteem for no right. purpose. Yeah. Well, they got to go back yeah. to school, and the kids are going to say you lost 106 to zero. <laughs> yeah, it's right. I mean, what's worse? But they're you also going to or... go back to school and hear that they quit or that they had they had to stop the game because they were going to lose so. Well, badly. I know, you know but I mean? what's but there's what's, no good answer. There's no good but, one, but still, right. the worse you lose, the more embarrassing. I mean, at some point, you've got to call it. Got to call right. it. Got to call it a day. Yeah. Uh, so they get better. They get better, and it's I think where the remake. And I didn't. Did, did you? Anybody else watch the second one? I didn't watch the second. I one. didn't. Tom did. The, what breaking okay. training? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Okay. I watched all three. I did not watch the remake. Okay. Uh, there's just there's no heart, which is weird to say about a Richard Linklater film. Yeah. Because I feel like he is really good at getting like some emotional stuff and you know making you feel for these characters in. There's so I like the remake. I I don't I I hear you. I, I it just didn't. I don't dislike. I think we're like all we're we're like all over the spectrum. Like Joe <laughs> hates it. Kevin likes it, and I'm like right in the middle. Like I I I enjoyed it fine. I've never revisited it. I watched a couple of scenes on YouTube, but um, I just don't have any love it, for the original. Like I do like it. I, I really like the original, but I don't have that. I grew up with it my whole life thing. Yeah. So. Sure, sure, sure. I don't have that love to where I'm like, yeah, this is a solid remake. I could see where it's a little more modernized. It's slick, and but like for someone my age who did grow up with it, you also have to remember there weren't other movies like this, right? Yeah. Like right, you, right. you grew up with a whole host of mm-hmm. movies. Sure. Like yeah. This. Kid, kid sports movies. When I was like six to right. 38, we rattled them all off. Were, there were tons. Were, yeah. There. I mean, and that's just a few of them. Those are just the ones that you can, yeah. that everybody knows. There's right. hundreds of them out there. Sure. Air buddies, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Rookie of the year. So, oh yeah, Angels I in mean, the outfield. The kid in like King Arthur's court. Yeah, yeah. That, he doesn't play baseball now. It's the same actor. He doesn't play baseball now. But that yeah, he jousting does. is a jousting is a sport. Joe, <laughs> he plays baseball. <laughs> no, what does he play? That's it's the same kid. What does he, he play? He just goes back and he just goes back to King what's Arthur's the, court. No, what's the sport he plays before he goes there? Okay, so he play, just because he plays baseball. Rookie of the year is like he's a pitcher well, for the I, Cubs. Right. I'm just saying, he still plays baseball in a kid in King Arthur's court. <laughs> I will say, it is the same actor. Yeah, it is the same actor. It's the same, yes. it's the same kid, yeah. Uh, Thomasy and Nicholas. 
That's right. Who I always get confused with the guy who plays Ron LaFlan in Silicon Valley. <laughs> oh, really? The lawyer? Look at that. The the lawyer from Silicon Valley looks okay. almost looks yeah, identical. I, know, to that I, guy. I don't know. I grew up with Rookie of the Year nonstop. <laughs> like that was my jam. And American Pie. Well, I mean, it's a good movie, but Rookie yeah. of the Year growing up, that was my jam. That was, because that movie perfectly captured, like as a kid, to think about going to play Major League Baseball. Yeah. That's the because dream. Because your tendons are too tight. That's it's the, the only way that's you can. That's the dream. Ball. It's such a cool, like, wish fulfillment thing as a kid, that movie. And yeah. Oh, I don't dis- I think that movie's, that movie's a lot of fun. Yeah. I saw that in the theater. I love yeah, that movie. It's great. So, um, so yeah, so they, they're getting better. But there's also Walter Matthau starts to, like, kind of enjoy being their coach like he enjoys yeah. that they suck they grow on him the kids yeah. he doesn't enjoy that they suck no he, they're getting he better starts to like the <laughs> he, they're getting better and he likes the kids yeah. as much as he won't say right it, you know? i do love that he he gives lupus a bunch of guff like he, and not in a bad way he would i mean lupus is a weird kid like it's just yeah you know but also the team <laughs> is starting to become a team so you talk about the one uh ter- which one is the tanner that protects lupus what's yeah when tanner sticks up yeah. to for lupus yeah at the, yeah at the, yeah at the, what Which, the, like, that kid, Tanner's been such a little jerk the whole time, but when they start picking on his teammate, it's one of those, like, well, if anyone's going to pick on him, it's going to yeah. be me no, type I, of... It, well, it doesn't... I think, doesn't Jackie Earl... Doesn't Kelly say that? He's like, I'll... Oh, maybe it is Tanner, where he's like, I can pick on him, but you, like, you can It's cannot. that trope you've seen a yeah. million times, where so you get the kid of the coach, uh, you know, the Vic Morrow's son and another guy at the hot dog stand or whatever, and they're picking on Lupus, and they put catch up in his hat and all that stuff and then tanner sticks up for him so the team is starting to actually care about one another right and they're you know sticking and up it, for one another so basically it's i mean it's becoming very apparent that they could win this thing well it's crazy so, how many games are in a little league season good lord i was looking at the scoreboard and <laughs> they were they lost they were oh and three at the like at the toward the beginning before kelly came on and then the yankees were like 20 something and zero <laughs> i'm thinking are they playing every day of the week during the summer there's a so lot I, will, of I mean games. when i used to play we would play on like practices would be two times a week and then we play on saturdays right for, but these kids know, were must have games would, every day good lord yeah i just was surprised where i'm like wait a minute they're losing so much they're gonna be able to come back and be in <laughs> second place how many games? but anyway. <laughs> yeah they don't uh, give you much insight as to what the schedule is like because it's like they're just all of a sudden in the championship which is right. my, really my only right. real complaint about the movie is yeah. you don't really see the pro- the progression up the charts if you will no. but uh right. but uh, every you know but you just kind of yeah, you know you know from jump street that that's where this is going <laughs> yes yes the, i mean that if you well i guess back then you you wouldn't know this that's where this was going but that's kind of I mean, how you did sport, sports movies but, in general work you know you yeah and also just narrative structure you you really have only been introduced to one other team of course they're gonna play that sure team sure right 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 <laughs> Uh, so realizing that the championship is on the horizon, um, I do also kind of love that Amanda never calls him like by his name. She's always calling him like Butterbean or Boilermaker, Buttermaker, and yeah. like never calls him by his real name. Always, always giving him a little bit of guff just for fun. I thought she called him by his last name. I thought she, she does was... every once in a while, but oh. if you ever, if you go back and watch it, she does the, not. The, like when she's his first name. So his name is Morris Buttermaker. They never, no one, I would have never known. No Morris. one in the entire movie ever refers to him as Morris. Everybody calls I him. I think Buttermaker. they do in the very beginning. I don't think they do. No, I've ne- they don't. I never heard that name. I think until it's now. just <laughs> in the credits. They call him Morris Buttermaker. And then, 
Uh, but I heard that I thought that she always called him Buttermaker. She calls, but there's a lot. I can't remember who says it, but there's a lot of like nicknames thrown around for him, like like Boilermaker and Butter. But she calls him Boilermaker. Yeah, and Butterworth, yeah. and you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, I knew Tanner. Tanner it. calls I him it. Uh, Boiler Crud or something. Right? <laughs> yeah. He calls everybody Crud. Yeah, he says yeah, Crud or Cruddy I mean, eleven times in the movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so realizing that the championship is is going, it could happen. He tells Kelly. He being uh, Walter Matthau, just take everything. Like don't don't let them don't let these kids touch the ball. You take every uh, every fly ball everywhere, and we'll we'll win this game. Which I mean, they're really bad. <laughs> they're still. <laughs> but, you know, this I, is the moment they're, where they're not just, really he, bad because they wouldn't be one game away if they weren't really bad. Uh, just, but I think they're that because of Kelly. I think yeah, you th- you can't you can't win games you you can't win games with two people. But you can't depend on them to to always be the best and so yeah and i've i've been on teams where i watch this happen i mean this is a this is a real thing like i you know yeah well later on when when kelly decides to stop being a ball hog and then they just still don't catch the ball it's like yeah you guys are not good well i mean he proves the point like it's definitely like i mean i'm just saying i see where they're coming from i mean butter maker wants them to win for the kids and everything like he says you want to win a championship right and i get that it's like oh but that's not fun and it it should all be about fun but these kids aren't that good and they want to win like i think he's doing it out of a good place still like yeah it's it's a complicated issue it's It's very complicated and i and i and and it's hard to really pin down what his true motivation is and i don't even know if he knows what his true motivation is i don't think he does because at the toward the end when he realizes what he's doing it's like wait a minute what what's the point here yeah like no none of these kids are going to play in the majors this isn't a world series game where every it's your job and of course you're going to put the best person you know what i mean like it's it's just yeah. like and and ultimately that's the point of the movie and that's what makes the movie I think hold up all these years later. I don't know that people would have the same affinity for this film if they won. Yeah. Probably not. It, it's so here's the thing. Major League is the adult rated R version of this movie. Right? Yeah. Like it's it's the exact same thing. Sure. It's yeah. the exact same premise, just a bunch of ragtag guys that don't that can't play Rocky. The coach that Rocky, yeah, that's very true. Which comes out four months later, five months later. Oh, that's interesting. You know, it's weird that it it shows you where the country was at psychologically in the 70s that you have. Well, that's weird. Stallone was a production assistant on the Bad News Bears? Huh. No, oh. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Uh, I, uh, you know, but it just, it just says you a lot about like where we were psychologically in the seventies, coming off of Vietnam, and the and there was a recession and oil shortages. That that you have two sports movies that are extraordinarily successful that spawn multiple sequels in an age where sequels were not super common like they are now. And, right, and they both had the the protagonist lose in the final scene. Like, yeah. I find totally. that fascinating. The, the the underdog that you want to win, you don't get yeah. that win. So um, the game before the big the championship, they win, but uh, Jack Yarrow Haley is being a total ball hog, and the team starts turning on him. They're very frustrated at him, and he's like, "You want to go for a ride? You want to go get drinks or pizza or whatever?" And everyone's ignoring him and mad at him, and so he starts to realize that, like, he's he doesn't he have made any a mistake. friends. He no made one a mistake likes too. him. 
Yeah, he's doing this because Walter Matthau's telling him to, and they're winning, but also why? At what cost? No one likes him, and and even though he's winning the game for them, he's not winning their respect. And so where does that lead into the the championship, and then he starts just not playing? Well, that and then um, he, the uh, Buttermaker and Amanda have a blowout. Yeah. Where, you know, he kind of gets, he, I don't know if he had been drunk or if he was, just, like, that's the thing is, like, I'm trying to think if he was sober when they have this, I think. What happened? He, I don't remember. I don't think he's they, ever entirely sober, but uh, but he wasn't, like, <laughs> wasted. But uh, right, right, she, right. she tries to basically fix him. Get her and, the, her, fix get him him and the mom back together. With the mom and basically oh, have, like, a little. That's heartbreaking. Have that's a little terrible. family day and he's not having it. That's terrible. That's well, even to the po- horrific. Even to the point where she's like, she doesn't like, she doesn't have to come. Like it could just be you and me. And he was like, we're not going to be a thing. This isn't like when this is all over, you're going to go back, and I'm going to go back, and we'll see each other next year. And she was just like, but it doesn't have to. It's yeah. it's and so it's, horrible. And Walter Matthau is so good, and you hate him, and you can what he really. Well, Tatum O'Neill is so good too. Like right. It's, well, sure. The two of them all with each other. The way that Walter Matthau portrays Buttermaker, you can really tell that this is a character that hates himself. He hates yeah. himself and is so scared about getting into a relationship because he, he knows he's going to screw it up. He knows he's a screw up. He's a drunk. He's a loser. And he, he hates himself. And so he doesn't let anyone close. And he breaks this little girl's heart who obviously cares about him, sees him as a father figure, and they've gotten close. And he won't let her any closer and she's just trying to do something nice and he's so scared of commitment he doesn't want to get back with the the her mom because he knows that he would screw it up he left the first time and he's embarrassed of his actions and he knows that he'll abandon her again so all of this with his reaction his blow up you can see it by the hurt as he's doing it and after he does it he the self-loathing is is just like boiling over and uh yeah it's it's really a heartbreaking scene it's a great scene and and both of them like you said are excellent yeah and i think this is why this is why you know the one ringer in the movie had to be tatum o'neill right like they had to bring in a real a real She's child so actor good. and not yeah this was this was the time that she that they needed somebody if this is no offense to the girl that played Amanda in the remake. Yeah. But there is something she, missing. She's when... not an Oscar winning actress Correct. at the age of 10. Correct. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing that's missing in Butch and Sundance the early years. Totally. Yeah. It's like I don't know, same... man. Like I I kind of disagree only because how? So <laughs> I feel like the the Butch and Sundance prequel like that girl's fine, but she's not Paul Newman. Is my point. It's the it, it's the difference between. So what you're talking about a prequel and a movie, right? I'm talking about two of the the two same movies. He's just he's just talking about the the like where the like the, where the kind of the X factor dissipates. Yeah, it's this is a non point. It was yeah. just <laughs> it was just a comparison. Yeah, but I I just I want to point out real quick that uh, Tatum O'Neill was not the first choice. They had actually cast a different actress in that role. Anyone we know? She dropped out to make ta- to make Taxi Driver. Oh, really? Yeah, Jodie Foster. Jody Foster. It was supposed really? to be Jodie Foster, and then she. Oh, okay. I can see that working too. Yeah. Absolutely, that and, absolutely plays. Yeah. Well, and the the real the real funny thing about that to me is that they attempted to make Paper Moon, which had starred Tatum O'Neill, into a TV show. And it only lasted a few episodes, but the actress they hired to play the role for the TV show, Jodie Foster. Oh, really? So they must have at the at that time they must have been the hot child yeah. actors, like they yeah. were the, the go-to. Totally, yeah. 
So wait, uh, just out of curiosity, what happened to Tatum O'Neill? Uh, I think she had a pretty big drug problem for a while, oh, and, okay. and she made okay. a couple other movies after this. She made Little Foxes with Christy McNichol, and uh, you know, she. I mean, she was still making movies, but I, I think she had a drug problem. I think didn't okay. she have a really troubling relationship with Ryan O'Neill? She did. Like she's she's had a lot of like a uh, lot, lot of drama in her life. I yeah. she's, got, she's got some health stuff going on now. Really? Does she? I mean, she's I think so. Yeah. She's no kid. She's I mean, I'm I'll be 50 this year, so she's probably, you know, er, 60s or close sure, to sure. it, you know. So, okay. So, yeah, we get to the we get to the big game and uh Amanda is banged up. Like there he's kind of wearing her out. As, you know, she's out there every game she's and pitching, yeah, with no relief because no Stein relief. sucks and <laughs> and she's pitching yeah. and he suck. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so her elbows jacked up. Uh, this is where we talked about the getting hit in the chest, and we know that she's she's hurting for for certain. And but she pushes her way through it because she loves Walter Matthau. Like that's the bottom line. She will she will hurt herself. She will put her body on the line for him, no matter what, because she is desperate to have him in her life. And it becomes very apparent to Walter Matthau as the game is going forward and they're winning. No, they tie it. They tie it up and maybe they, they tie it up. That's what, because the kid turns on his dad, Joey turns on yeah. Vic. Morrow. He has the melt- meltdown. That kid actually, uh, if any, if any people who love old time sitcoms recognize him, he, there was a show on for a few seasons that starred Bill Bixby called. Yeah, the it was Court called Ship the incredible Eddie Hulk. F- we all know what it was called. The courtship oh. of Eddie's father. Okay. And, uh, and that kid played Eddie. He was he oh, okay. was the he's all he was also really good in that in the moments that he he had that he needed he yeah. was he, yeah he's really good and he actually went on to be a punk rock singer sang for the Dead Kennedys for a while <laughs> that's amazing oh, okay <laughs> wow uh, but they're they're basically they're pretty much neck and neck and uh, the um, this is where what's his face uh, Jack Earl Haley he decides he's not going to hit because he's the t- team doesn't like him and all that stuff and Walter Matthau ends up convincing him he's like well, I'll just take you out of the game and he's like okay whatever and he ends up hitting and is this the uh, scene so where they're, they're going to walk him and then he swings across the plate I think that's a little later okay I okay yeah that's later but but he basically wasn't going to play and then don't all the kids get mad at him and 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 Walter Matthau's like it was it was my yes, decision. Yes, there's a fight on the field. Yeah, yeah. And then they, he kind of he, says he's like, look, it wasn't his fault. Like I I told him to do it. It's on me. We're right here. We're at the finish line. We can win this game. All we have to do is finish this game and we win. Um, and they start to make the comeback. And Tatum O'Neill is pitching her pitching her arm off. Literally, it gets to the point where she can't. But Buttermaker kind of has a shift, and he's just like, "No, we're gonna win this with everybody." Right. And he starts he starts letting the kids play, even though it's not necessarily good strategy, because he's like, "Everybody plays." Like, and well, so this he, is that's when he has that big blow up in the dugout. He starts okay. yelling at the kids, and he like, realize, yeah, he has a massive yeah. meltdown in front of those kids, and he realizes, and then he just looks at them without any words. They all look at each other. He sees how defeated the kids are, and then he realizes, what am I doing? What what is this for? These kids are, they were starting to win and enjoy it and enjoy the game. I took them from nothing to kids having fun, and now I'm just no better than the Vic Morrow coach. Right? And he he realizes it's terrible, and so that's when after that realization and him hating himself even more he puts in lupus and stein yeah he puts right. in lupus yeah. he sits he sits amanda he puts amanda's like elbow in a bucket and she and even even then she's like i can go i can go and he was like 
no, like you just go sit down. Yeah. Like this is, yeah. I need to be your father basically at this point, at this moment and say, yeah. you got, you got to sit down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, so what happens is they take the lead because uh, Vic Morrow's son refuses to play. He gets kind of, he gets, he gets, they, he gets a, a grounder hit, hit to him. And then he refuses to throw Correct. it the first, and basically like, keep you know, going? Engelberg ends up getting like Engelbert ends up getting like an inside the park right, home run because right. he won't relinquish the ball. And then the dad comes out and and smacks. Uh, him. Oh, and then oh that so hang on, he yeah. throws a brush back pitch. Yes. The dad and then hits a kid, and then the dad comes out, smacks him, screams at him, and then and then the next play. Yes. He does this with Engelberg yes. to like get back at the dad, and then basically just walks off the field. That's such a great scene. I think a movie that was really um, trying to like overreach would have had him like throw it at the dad, or say something at the dad, or like take a swing. <laughs> where at the he dad. says, "I don't want your life." Yeah, or like, but where he just walks up and just drops the ball on the ground wordlessly and walks out. Yeah, and then the mom. Walks out with him. Oh yeah, it's a great moment. And, and you kn- yeah. you know that Vic Morrow is effed. He just ruined his life. He's ruined like, his, his life wa- in this moment. Like yeah. his son hates him. His wife is probably leaving him. Right. Like yeah, it's because it's, this isn't the first time he's done something clearly. like this. Yes. And and the mom is that's her breaking point. You know, she says, yeah. "You son of a bitch" or whatever right. she says to him. And no, it's great. The kid, I I was like, what a movie moment when he holds that ball and lets him get the infield home run. Yeah. And then yeah, it goes over to him without words. It is a perfect scene. It's so great. And uh so from there, they they tie it up, but then I think then there's the big dugout blowout. Yes. And then he puts Lupus in and then they get way behind. He, yeah, he pulls five, he pull, four runs. He pulls Amanda and puts in Stein as the pitcher. They put in Lupus, they put in uh all the kids that never really played. They right. put them all in. Uh and and Walter Mather just kind of he literally just sits back and watches. Yeah. And just lets mm-hmm. it happen. And we go and we get we go back to the original bad news bears in the beginning of this movie where right. they just suck. And he just accepts it. And he was like, these kids were having fun and uh, I'm not going to take this away from them at this point. And they lose. Like that's, that's the big thing is they're behind by four and right. then they walk Jack Earl Haley. They intentionally, oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Then they and then, and then unintentionally walk Stein or well, Rudy like leans into the pitch and takes the hit. Right. So he yeah. get on base and then no, they don't walk. Uh, they walk Kelly leak the first time. And then in this last scene, cause Kelly's the one who, who, who's at, at the plate yes. at, at the end. So I think like Engelberg gets on and then, which couldn't then have been Stein. a mistake, right? Like they did that on purpose with the, the poem, right? Like Kelly at the plate. That's Casey. Casey at the oh, bat. it's Casey at the bat. Dang. The yeah. entire time I was yeah. like, that's kind yeah. of brilliant. Uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. And, uh, but so. So, but they basically they load they load the do they load the bases or they're, they're they've just got Kelly, people they've got yeah Kelly's the winning run at the plate Kelly's the tying run is that what it is okay right they're yeah. behind by four so the bases are loaded which would tie it up yeah right and, and so Kelly they're gonna walk him again and then he reaches across the plate get, and reaches, hits yeah and smacks it yeah and then it's just a mad scramble like everybody's and then they he is tagged out play at the plate at home yeah play at the plate tagged out at home. And they're okay with it. Yeah. Like, even the kids are like, yeah, all right. Like, we got here, and we almost won. And it's great, because here's the deal. If you're a kid watching this movie, there are only a handful of kids who watch a movie like this and have won the championship. Yeah. But most kids will lose or never make it there. Right. And so, like, even though it feels like a bold choice, it's such a brilliant choice to be like, 
because at this point you're so a part of this team that you're like you probably have never won a championship Mm -hmm. and so it's going to resonate with you like Mm -hmm. yeah but that doesn't mean just because i didn't win doesn't mean that i'm a loser and if that's how you define your life right go f yourself and so like so with with tanner being a sore loser it's great because they're sore winners so it's okay like it's you know like it's <laughs> yeah, like in another right, movie right, be right, like right. that's not a cool way to behave but it's like no these people have been such bugs that <laughs> yeah so yeah you still won but you barely won like mm, and and you know right. what like you might have won a game but we're gonna win a life because you know we're happy people and we don't let this consume us in the way it does you yeah so you know Take your cruddy trophy and shove it up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly, yeah. And I do love that they're, he's giving him beers like in the dugout. Yeah. Uh, you that's know. hilarious. And, that, and that's kind of how this movie ends. This is a, I think, it is it is top five baseball movies of all time for me. But it's also, it's a brilliant movie. It is like, such a such Top a good to movie. bottom. It is a fantastic film. So real quick before we go, would you like to hear what the alternate ending of this film was? Sure. They win. <laughs> so... Uh, bad news. Uh, bear. The original ending has uh, Kelly Leak stealing a Mercedes after he found out his mother was having an affair with with Bob Whitewood, the councilman. Oh, the one who hired Buttermaker. Uh, okay. There's a, there's a police chase that ends up at the stadium where the game is taking place, and then Kelly grabs a bat, hits the winning home run, but can't go home because the police were there waiting for him. So it. It has a. It still has a very seventies vibe that like he won, but he still can't enjoy it. Wow. So I, I think this ending is better. <laughs> yeah, far better, especially because like then the movie adds this whole other subplot that we just don't need. And uh, and real quick before we go on, I know when we talk about these movies to give people an idea of where people are at in pop culture at the moment. We like I'd like to list off the top ten grossing movies of the mm-hmm. year. So here are the top ten grossing movies of nineteen seventy six, coming in at number ten. Midway, uh, number nine, In Search of Noah's Ark. <laughs> <laughs> number eight, The Enforcer. Oh, so I just I just rewatched that. <laughs> number seven, The Bad News Bears. Number six, The Omen. Number five, All the President's Men. Number four, Silver Streak. Number three, The Remake of King Kong. Number two, A Star is Born. And number one, the aforementioned Rocky. Mm. Okay, so wait, so wait, so wait. Number one is Rocky, right? Mm-hmm. And we got a remake yeah. of that. Sort of with Rocky Six, sure. We have a remake of Midway, right? We have a remake of A Star Is Born, right? We have a remake of uh, King Kong. We've had we've had a remakes of King Kong. We've had remakes of The Omen. Uh, we're living a remake of All the President's Men. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we kind of get that with Spotlight. I feel like Spotlight is a pseudo remake yeah. of that. I won't count that though. Well, but uh, out of yeah. the top ten movies of nineteen seventy six, right? 76 yeah. six of yeah. them have been remade in the last five years because that's what they do yeah. they're fishing well king kong's been a little bit longer no no, oh, no no yeah, no that's kong, right skull kong island, island. Yeah. skull island yeah yeah yeah. i was thinking of the peter jackson one so, but i just yeah. think it's funny that so, that you know that many yeah the world that we live so in. anyway that's yeah that's it for this one let's go around the table and everyone can say where to find them. this is joe you can follow me on the twitter at joey butts b-u-t-t-s 21 this is kevin follow me on twitter at kevin r bracket and this is tom follow me on twitter at roger kubert or on facebook at facebook.com slash tom o'keefe find the show online facebook.com 
slash real spoilers while you're there like the page join the group wherever you're getting your podcast from be sure and subscribe so you never miss an episode and of course check out our patreon at patreon.com slash real spoilers so that's it for this one coming up on the next one we will tackle the bad news bears go to japan until then benny plays for the dodgers give me more Born? I know he hadn't done very well against this guy, but I got a hunch he's due. Good job. Good job. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.